Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, aka Papa Poops. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. How you doing, buddy? Well, I'm doing good. I'm still uh, adjusting to Papa Poops. Uh huh. It's new. Doesn't mean it's bad. Uh huh. Um. But yeah, it's going to take me a while. Well, it's the perfect nickname, considering that every week here on Jordan Jesse Go, we dive deep into the world of gastroenterology. That's right, we do. <laughs> get your get your tum tums ready, because <laughs> yeah. we're about to gab uh-huh. about gas. Do we intestinal? Do we recommend matters tums for your tum tum? Well, when they're sponsoring the show. Right. Otherwise, Rolate spells relief. I mean, it just depends what comes down the ad pipe. Can I suggest something? Yes. I feel like we've gone back and forth on this issue. So, And I want, I want an armistice. I want a mm-hmm. week off. I want a Christmas Day miracle like in World War I. Mm-hmm. Let's put down our arms in the war between uh, Tums and Rolades. Well, I think... Listen, if we talk about gastrointestinal matters, and, yeah, yeah, right. Um, you'd think it would have gotten easier for me to say after all these years, it being the theme of the show and well, all. Well, it's quite the flung tister. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I think the only way to ensure that we won't, you know, get into Tums this, Rollades that, right. um, is to just abandon the theme altogether. Now, wait a minute. Here's my worry about this, Jordan. Please. If the show doesn't have a premise, why would anyone listen to it? Here's the thing. Yeah. Hopefully they've already subscribed, Uh and the episodes are just automatically downloading. Right. So they don't even have to listen to it. We still get credit for the advertisement impressions. Yeah. So here's the thing. Mm -hmm. You know, let's just throw this one out there. Okay. Um. You know, hopefully people don't figure out how to unsubscribe. I don't know if you use the Apple Podcast app. It's a little complicated. Right. Um, and, yeah, and I, I don't think it will affect our bottom line that much as long as next week we get back to, you know, matters of the tum-tum. Okay. Well, I, I, including who our favorite uh, of the three ninjas is. God. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's Rocky. Um, <laughs> why don't we just caution to the wind. Yeah. Gab for today. We'll see, you know, who comes back with the biggest fourth quarter spend by. Mm-hmm. Is it Roll Aids or is it Tum Tum? Mm-hmm. Tum, excuse me. Um, and yeah, let's just gab. I mean, I. Curveball, it's Maylox. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Um, let's put the biggest fourth quarter spend by in corporate <laughs> history. <laughs> It'll eradicate. Jesse go. <laughs> we'll show those fizzy tabs. <laughs> The war we're, on acid reflux will be won this quarter. We're just a, a creamy medicine. <laughs> Not a tab at all. Um, let's There's just gab. There's no medicine in our product. It's baking soda and mint flavor. <laughs> I thought Maalox was like a um, like a Dimatap. No, is Maalox it a fizzy is, tab? Mail, no, Maalox is a drink. Yeah, but I think they have tablets as well. It's like huh. a Pepto. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I was picturing. You know what I can it's I say? Creamy, I know yeah. we're about to go veer off topic here, yeah. but on this topic, Pepto Bismol. If you look at the active ingredients, the active ingredient is pink bismuth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a medicine. <laughs> what is that? That's just some made up shit from eighteen seventy four. It sounds like it sounds it like might it, as well see. 
uh, active ingredient Fiji mermaid. It's it seems like it seems like it's the name of a town in England. Yeah, pink bismuth. Pink bismuth on whelps. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, why don't we mm-hmm. just grab a, a random comic guest? Jordan. Maybe someone pink, with television pink, credits. Yes, pink bismuth on tums. There you go. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> the prestige. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, Josh Gondelman is here. Should we just have Josh Gondelman join us? Yeah, I kind mean, of a ringer. I like to hear a little bit about him first. Well, he's a beloved stand-up comedian. He's got on some f- fiber knit Adidas. <laughs> uh, what else do we need to know, Josh? I feel like that's it. My shoes and how much people love me. That's yeah. all I try <laughs> to have people know. Josh Gondelman, welcome to Jordan Jesse Go. What a joy to have you here. What a pleasure to be here amongst you. What's your favorite color, Bismuth? Oh gosh. Well, I mean, pink is obviously the classic, but I like. I could go for a teal Bismuth. Uh-huh. Uh, Kind of, I you know, I know it's not a color. I learned this two years ago, but I, I like a paisley bismuth. Sure. Which, you that's know, a I pattern. hear, I hear sure. that is actually that is the famous trio of Don Johnson bismuths. <laughs> I don't know if you guys read food trend websites. Uh-huh. I love them. Sure. Uh, I love I love trend hunting in every form, <laughs> and uh, I I love food both trendy and classic. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that those. Those the boys in the lab are working on a clear bismuth. Oh, I don't know if you noticed the clear pumpkin pie that was all the rage this year. Interesting, but apparently they're going to apply that technology to bismuth, crystal bismuth. <laughs> sure, yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, Van Halen's writing a song about it. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Josh Gondelman? You're I'm, visiting us from the great city of New York. That's true. I'm I'm delighted to be here. You have your stuff with you. I you do. Are, you you came with luggage. That's how important our show is to you. I, I wanted to make sure I was on time, and I didn't have because I had dinner with friends. I didn't have a ch- uh, chance to check into my Airbnb, which I, I mentioned earlier off mic was uh is one of those Airbnbs where they they vehemently insist you don't acknowledge that it's an Airbnb, <laughs> right. where you have to walk in and just be like, ah, a place I've been many times with my <laughs> oldest and dearest friends. <laughs> it's me, someone's cousin! Yes! <laughs> A cousin! Also, how does the shower work? (laughs) Where do I leave the key? For my cousin! Ah! (laughs) Why? Why are you yelling? It's just like the the email I got could not have been more clear about like, if you acknowledge this is an Airbnb, I will find you because you'll be in my house. (laughs) Oh, wow. And I'll kill you in my house. Now, I mean, that's fucked up. (laughs) It is fucked up to be like, this is illegal and that's on you, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy paying for it. Right. And and it's also, there are, it it happened after, like it wasn't in the listing, right? So I I clicked (laughs) confirm and I got my confirmation and the confirmation was just like, a car will pick you up at dawn. (laughs) But hey, it's a real thrill that you're renting an Airbnb from Liam Neeson's house. It absolutely is. It's, uh, um, I'm taken with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what was weird when I saw the email, what was weird about the email is that they said the cover story is that it's a CIA dark site. Yeah. (laughs) They're they're like, when someone says, why are you here? I have to be like, there's no extradition laws. (laughs) Where am I? I haven't eaten or drank water in days. And they're like, oh, one of the dark side guys. This checks out. Buzz him in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can I bring up um, an ongoing issue that we've been having? Yeah. Um, Josh, I don't know how how regularly you listen to the program, but one of our most beloved – one of our most beloved – Traditions is that of anal August. Right. Now, for you, mm-hmm. Josh, if this doesn't ring any bells, 
we like to celebrate anal August. Um, we got the idea from a, a sign on the uh, on the pleasure chest sex toy store. Okay. Uh, every every month, every year, they celebrate anal August and have a you know sales on. They read August Wilson plays with their butt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ace Ventura style. <laughs> <laughs> mm, butt fences. <laughs> mm, butt fences. <laughs> Um, Joe I think Turner's it's come on a bus. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I think mostly what it is is it's sales on you know items for your anus mm-hmm. and you know workshops and stuff like that, right? Um, and you know we like to celebrate it too. You know, not now the workshops are they anus related or just any workshop like <laughs> pottery? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like how to leverage real estate to buy more real <laughs> right, estate. Right, right. But you have so, like, to have a butt plug in <laughs> while it's happening. Adel August is you. That's a discount on a butt plug and also night school. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's actually all accountancy classes. So it's a, for two different. They have classes in butt sex, mm-hmm. and then they have classes in things where you have to be very careful. <laughs> right, right, right. Careful So if you, if you want to com- uh, pass your actuarial exams, yeah. <laughs> you do have to be <laughs> anal. <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we decided to, to apply the tenets of anal August to the entire rest of the year. Mm-hmm. So the back half of 2017, pun intended, <laughs> pun <Yep>. intended uh, <laughs> We're calling the whole thing anal August. Yeah, we're kind of living in the spirit of anal August. Uh huh. And again, it doesn't all have to be about you know ass play during sex. It can you know it can just it's a general you know a, a general a kind of a metaphor for being more open, being more curious, wider, staring into the brown void and <laughs> wondering wondering what's to come. Yeah. Um. Having new experiences and thinking, what does this mean about me? Yeah, <laughs> Am true. I a fundamentally different person or is this encompassed in my previous uh, concept of my identity? Yeah. Sure. And here's some new nerve endings. <laughs> um, so, Why didn't I try this when my girlfriend in college suggested it? <laughs> That's a big thing I've had this year. Yeah. That's flipping houses, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. She was like, Josh, you should get into real estate because this English major is not going to be an uh, earner for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so – and I've noticed that this kind of – the celebration that we're having is not getting a lot of traction online. People are not talking about it. Um, you know, it's Avengers trailer this and Star Wars that. But nobody is talking about year-long anal August. Um, and something it kind of occurred to me that maybe it's not that we need a little bit of that celebrity razzmatazz mm-hmm. that that other stuff has the you know a little glitz and a little glamour and I was kind of thinking about maybe seeing if we can get a spokesperson for anal August. Oh, well, that's a nice idea. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I'm thinking about who you know. My first thought is Lucy from Peanuts. <laughs> She's great, uh-huh. but you know, a little old fashioned. Right. You know, they've been around since. You know, Lord knows how long. I think the first Peanuts comic was about mustard gas, right? <laughs> yeah. It's about mustard gas related ailments. Yeah, that was the Snoopy the Red Baron was yeah. dropping mustard. That was gas. not anachronistic at the time. No, it was. Uh... Can I make an alternative suggestion? What about one of the characters from Rhymes with Orange? <laughs> Again, good. And we've been talking to the people from Mutts, <laughs> <laughs> but 
Two words. Yeah. Dagwood Bumstead. <laughs> <laughs> He's got bum in the name. Sure. I thought. Well, much rhymes with butts. That was kind of my thinking. <laughs> oh, but, you're right. But you're right. There's, you know, butt puns all around for the characters from comic strips. But I'm like, let's get out of comic strips. You know, it's a, I don't want to say it's a dying medium, but it's seen better days. Mm-hmm. But you know what's classic is movies. Mm-hmm. Um, the cinema, the magic. The magic of the silver screen. And I'm thinking like for anal August, we need a young star, someone who can speak to millennium, millennials. And um, I'm thinking who better for anal August than Ansel Elgort? <laughs> <laughs> Same initials. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I was thinking Elgort, not how he spells it. But I, he could anal change August, it. Ansel Elgort. Right. Anal August, Ansel Elgort. My first thought was Willem yeah. Dafoe. Mm-hmm. But um, I like this Al Gord idea. Yeah. We could do kind of an uh, anal driver maybe kind of promo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Driving, pounding, <laughs> in time with music. iPod. Yeah, iPod. Sure. iPod. Mm-hmm. And what is what are what are uh, those earpod uh, the AirPods except for butt plugs for your ears? That's, That's true. Really yeah. And what is the ear but a butt on the head? <laughs> <laughs> and what is the head uh, other than bunch of butt cheeks <laughs> on top of your shoulders. Sure. <laughs> anyway. You know, if you ask me, the brain should be stimulated just like a prostate. Oh. It's nature. How many prostate. How many nerve endings does the brain have? So many. Yeah. Dozens. Mm-hmm. Dozens. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, sev- and several. I, yeah, and I think as kids, you know, we're kind of shamed. We're told to keep your fingers out of your brain. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, because they, they, they say it'll do damage. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put them too far in your ears or your nose, your fingers. and uh... No, that's why you got to flare the bass. you got to flare the bass. So, you know, I just want, want people to get out there and, if, and you know, I want to see the hashtag Ansel Algort for anal August. <laughs> is that numeral four? Yeah. How is Ansel Algort spelled? Just for <laughs> Oh, I don't know. <laughs> also, <laughs> It's an easy Google, though. Just look that, at the Baby Driver IMDb page. I'm accidentally going to type Army Hammer. <laughs> oh, Army Hammer. Well. End of the day, if we're being realistic, I'm going to type Army Hammer. <laughs> sure. Army Hammer for anal Algort. <laughs> can I ask a question yes. about Army Hammer? Yes. I probably won't be able to help you, but I mean, I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to hash it out with now, you. Now, first of all, I don't have a strong understanding of who Army Hammer is. There's two of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here's my question: Is he like the baseball player Milton Bradley, where he has like an accidental novelty name, mm. or was his name Armand, and he's like, well, if you change it to Army? I it sound sounds like, like baking soda. Baking soda <laughs> That's what Hollywood loves. Yeah. They, I want to be the actor you put in your refrigerator for five years and forget about. <laughs> he makes my cat box so handsome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I assumed the first time I heard Army Hammer that it was a Vin Diesel situation, that the guy just picked the craziest pseudonym possible. I mean, it sounds like uh, the name of... His first name is actually Armistice. <laughs> it sounds like somebody, if if they wanted to take their name off a screenplay. Oh, yeah. Right. Were, sure. I don't know. Put, put Army Hammer on there. You know, his first name is Armistice and his last name is Hammer Time. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a, a, a peace treaty during the, the stress and strain and national nightmare that is Hammer Time. <laughs> This show get more dark. Dumb it was this a week. dark. We've needed a hammer time. for so long. Yeah, we find new. And I, mean, I think, and I think, I think ultimately, the goal of the hammer mm-hmm. is we just want everybody to know 
please hammer, don't hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> that album was kind of a hammer stuff. Yeah. Okay. Throw down your arms. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Co. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Josh Gondelman. Okay. Sponsors on this week's program. We've of got them. Every week, everybody who goes to MaximumFun.org slash donate, a salute to you, the Max Fund donor. And I want to be clear, I literally saluted here for no reason. You don't, it's not visible. But it's, I can verify it. Thank you very it's, much. It's verified. Yeah. Uh, you got that blue hashtag. Wait, check mark? <laughs> check, mark. Blue check, mark. check mark. That blue check mark. Uh, first of all, our friends at Studio Sweden. Hey, Jesse. Yeah. Real quick. You know how Studio Sweden, a fine, uh, a fine headphone brand. Yeah, of course. They yeah. have a full range of both wired and wireless Bluetooth headphones. You know how we like to, um, you know how we like to come up with slogans that the um, that they didn't ask us for. Yeah, so we like to we'll look at the qualities of the brand. Yeah. We'll say Studio Sweden. We'll say sleek modern headphones. We'll say studio quality sound. We'll say classic Scandinavian design, cutting edge technologies, sweat proof in ear headphones that stay in your ears no matter what. We go through all of these qualities in an effort to come up with a slogan that they don't want us to make for them. So Studio. Right? Studio yeah. looks like good sound is in the air tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I had to do some Googling real quick to make that one work, but I think it did. <laughs> um, hey, these are really fine headphones. Uh, they've got an on-ear model. They've got an in-ear model. Uh, and if you go to Studio Sweden, S-U-D-I-O-S-W-E-D-E-N.com and enter JJGO at checkout, you get 15% off Everything in the cart. They ship, not one item. That's the whole freaking cart. They ship free worldwide, Jordan. Sounds like good bargains are in the air tonight. <laughs> that's a real sledgehammer of a deal is what I'd say. Shut up, I didn't Gondelman. know the Shut difference up, between Gondelman. Peter Gabriel. <laughs> Don't punch up our advertising here. Don't try and punch up... We're beloved spokes dudes. Sorry, you pointed to me earlier. <laughs> we're the we're the two fellas who can sell water to a well, <laughs> and you're trying to punch up our classic slogans. I apologize for my slogan, which was also inaccurate <laughs> because Studio, that's Peter Gabriel. Studiosweden.com. Enter JJ Go at checkout. 15% off Tarzan everything. soundtrack. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's the genesis of good sound. Okay. Also by our friends at Bespoke Post who send out subscription, themed subscription bo- uh, boxes of a variety of sorts. They're like elegantly curated from uh, small uh, and artisanal brands. The, the neatest stuff. Um, I, we got a, po- a great pasta making one. Yeah, I actually got a, a really lovely kit uh, for the spirit enthusiast that Ooh. helps you barrel age your own spirit. Oh, that's uh, nice. It's really nice. They send you a nice kit and you can use your favorite spirit. You, you pour it in an, a cool glass jar. You stick in an oak stick that they give you. Uh-huh. Cork it up. Cork provided. Right. And you stick that in a so cool dark place. you don't have to place. provide your own cork. No, they're giving you a cork. 
Go ahead, plug it up, right? <laughs> Got to plug it up. Um, <laughs> uh, so you stick that in a cool, dark place, and then ten days later, you got you have barrel aged spirits. I had a I had a friend over. You guys know Maddie, right? Yeah, sure. Maddie's coming over. He he's listen. I've been to dinner parties at Maddie's house. He and his wife throw lovely dinner parties, and I can tell when it when it comes to I know from experience when it comes to when it comes to drinks. He's only drinking the good stuff. Right. This guy's top shelf only. This is Maddie. This is Maddie, baby. Maddie top shelf. Maddie top shelf. And he came over. I'm like, what am I going to serve to my friend Maddie who, you know, let's let's face it, probably can't be bothered with a- I don't have a jug full of liquid gold. It's the only thing that would satisfy him. But wait. I have my own barrel-aged whiskey. He was so impressed. I think you should go to bespokepost.com, get your own kit- Impress the Maddie in your life. 45 bucks a box. Yeah. And you get over $70 worth of stuff in the box. Plus, you get 20% off your first box by going to bespokepost.com and entering the promo code JJGO at checkout. Bespoke Post, themed boxes for guys that give a damn. And, of course, uh, the holidays are right around the corner. If you go to PutThisOnShop.com, you can shop my very own curated selection of gift and personal luxury items, often of the vintage variety, uh, stuff that I have chosen out personally, everything from uh, goofy little pins to uh, solid gold cufflinks and everything in between. It's PutThisOnShop.com, and if you use the code TUPPIES... We will know that you're a Jordan Jesse Go fan, and we will give you free shipping on almost everything in the shop in the United States. So if you want to do it before Christmas, do it right now. Put this on shop.com and use the code TUPPIES. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. And I'm Josh Gondelman. Pink Bismuth fan extraordinaire. How about just Pink Bismuth? How much is Pink Bismuth? No, how about just Pink Bismuth? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not usually trying to punch up people's nicknames, but... Just Josh Gondelman, Pink Bismuth. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little punchier. It's a little... It's not quite there, though. Yeah. What, if, what about Josh, Pink Bismuth, Gondelman... It's still we're getting closer. Yeah. Listen, let's let's let this let's put this one back in the oven. What about Tum Tum Gondel? <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. I'll take it. Hey guys, I went to uh I went to see the movie Star Wars mm-hmm. at the movie yes. theater. People uh for last last week's listeners yep. will know that Jesse uh got a special invite to the premiere of the new Star Wars. And was wondering what to wear. Yeah, so the, here's the, here was the issue, if I can encapsulate it for you, Joshua. I, I had never been to a, a film premiere before, so I was concerned to begin with. And so I, I emailed uh, my friend, Paul, director Paul Feig, mm-hmm. and I said, Paul Feig, you're a well-dressed man that's probably been to – he was the first person I thought of, a well-dressed guy that goes to movie premieres. And so I emailed Paul Feig, and I said, what, what, I'm, should I wear a tux? Should I wear a suit? Should I wear?" And he said, if it was me, I would wear a tux. And I'm like, great. I have a tux. I'm going to wear my tux. Look like a million dollars out there on, if not the red carpet, then the back entrance that they let journalists 
uh, into. The regular carpet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roll out the red carpet. <laughs> Yeah, kind of taupe industrial carpet. Actually, <laughs> they, we don't need to roll it out. It's always there. Yeah. Yeah, well, the good thing is, is it sort of hides soil. Mm. <laughs> and it's uh, soda stains don't show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got a mottled. Anyway, so I then I thought I was all set until I got a final confirmation email, which there's you have to the amount of emailing back and forth you have to do to get into the premiere of Star Wars The Last Jedi is extraordinary. Uh, I got a final email that said the dress code was Star Wars chic and that no helmets, blasters, or uh, laser swords, lightsabers. Well, I know that word. I was genuinely trying to think of it, though. Uh, Lightsabers, no blasters, lightsabers, or helmets were allowed for security reasons. That sounds like if that were in the Star Wars world, that would be like a – uh, uh, like the cantina, that would be like their racist dress code. Yeah. <laughs> like no baggy jeans, sure. no helmets. <laughs> no Ben Davis shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and see, it seems like to just specifically name blaster and lightsaber, you are opening it up to literalist types who know a lot about Star Wars bringing in other Star Wars weapons. Yeah, like uh, like those kind of... Well, there's a guy in the Star Wars movie who's got these kind of like double swords. I think those are also lightsabers. Oh, okay. Anyway, what, about, um, what about Darth Maul? He had that sword that was on both ends. I think it still counts as a lightsaber. Mm, okay. I don't think it's the, I don't think it's well, it the amount like of blades. A, it seems like this isn't a problem then. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I, I, can't, I can't think of any other weapons. But maybe that's it. simply doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. But that also does leave it open to just any other regular weapon, like brass knuckles. <laughs> sure. <laughs> a grenade. <laughs> a single grenade. It didn't say no yeah. grenades. <laughs> well, what, what do you want me to make my knuckles out of? Rice? <laughs> it said Star Wars chic, right? <laughs> I'm just... Hey, listen, I'm just coming to a movie swinging a hockey stick around. <laughs> It ain't got nothing to do with Star Wars. Who am I? (laughs) So I – after – so last week on the show, Jordan suggested I I make a pocket square out of a set of Star Wars uh, bed sheets, (laughs) which I wasn't quite – I wasn't quite ready for, but the spirit of it inspired me. (laughs) Which is what you wear when you are a high schooler going to Virgin Prom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had the uh, or you can wear it to jack off winter formal (laughs) (laughs) some of us didn't get invited to virgin prom Um, I jack uh, off winter formal you can go stag (laughs) sure yeah it's recommended yeah also known as homecoming go ahead (laughs) homestaying homestaying I'm the I was the homestaying king in high school I masturbated quite a bit Um, I decide I went on eBay and found vintage Star Wars pins, but but the timeline was so narrow. I had like five days, yeah. so I just bought four different sets of vintage Star Wars pins, just hoping that one would arrive in time. And I did. I I ended up wearing a little C three PO on my lapel, uh, which I was happy with because he is the uh, fanciest Star Wars. Yeah, right, wouldn't you say? Sure. He's the most gentlemanly Star Wars. Uh, yeah. He kind of has brass knuckles. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Fuck you, Jones. <laughs> he has a red arm now. Anyway. He has a red arm now? Yeah. 
Huh. I think he would just have regular arms in this. No, he didn't have one gold arm and one red arm? Didn't he? Did they fix his arm? Oh, Jesse, I said no spoilers. <laughs> they fixed the arm? Maybe they, now I don't even need to see it. Maybe they didn't and I just didn't notice. I bet some people will genuinely get mad at us for that. I noticed the special books. Mm-hmm. That's a spoiler. Oh, boy. There's special books in this? You got to notice them. Mm. You got to notice the special books. The IMAX man at the party told me that. Notice he was those like, books. Did you, did you notice the special books? And I was like, yeah, were those the special books or is that just what space books look like? <laughs> You guys will think this is really funny once you've seen the movie. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I wore the I wore a little C three PO. It was a trip, man. They had fucking bomb sniffing dogs. No, I believe it. They you had to sniff Good. up your dog, sniff up your car on the way in. Good thing you didn't take their instructions literally and bring a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say no bomb. <laughs> it was intense. There's you have a like... big round bowling ball <laughs> with a wick coming out of it. It's a classic. Silent film bomb. There was like a grand red carpet with giant like 40-foot tall spaceships and uh, like uh, bleachers, like a high school football game. Wow. Yeah, it was bonkers. And I was not allowed to go there. Again, You like, couldn't go to the bleachers? Well, they gave up me and mine. Why did you want to go to the bleachers? I wanted to go on the red carpet like a specialman. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be special. I was wearing my little outfit. But there, I did get to walk a red carpet. But if you imagine, like, cyclone fences behind the bleachers on either side of the real red carpet that has a 50-foot-high grand entranceway with robots and uh, spaceships mm. and a dramatic lighting and the things that you'd get your picture taken in front of that say Star Wars and what all that shit. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of the chain link fence was just a second unlit red carpet that ran past the porta potties. And that's where <laughs> journalists walk in. But easy access to the potties. Oh, yeah. You can avoid Ooh. those long movie star bathroom lines. Peed like a horse. Sure. <laughs> I was trying to think. So, our friend and colleague. You know who takes a long time in the bathroom is that John Boyega. Oh, boy. <laughs> You'll never get in there if Boyega's in there. Our friend and colleague John Hodgman from the Judge John Hodgman podcast uh, was planning to attend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although I had been sworn to secrecy because uh, he had told his children it was just a business trip to Los Angeles. (laughs) (laughs) So they wouldn't be mad at him for going without them. But I I think he got a cold Listen, I'm just going to go see Star Wars and then a quick trip to the candy factory. (laughs) (laughs) He was unable to go. So I was worried because I was like, who am I going to see there that I know? I don't know anybody Mm. at the Star Wars. I mean, I know the director of Star Wars, Ryan Johnson, but I figured he'd be busy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so but I mean, that, I know it's I know it's a little bit weird because you guys dated. But I mean, are you on good terms with Warwick Davis? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some people can like talk to exes when yeah. they see him in public, and Dish. some people can. You know, you but... could have gone the other direction with that joke and said Lupita Nyong'o. Mm-hmm. She's I said beautiful. I said Warwick Davis. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> who I think is beautiful. A middle-aged male little person. Which I think is beautiful. Congratulations, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Hey, I don't need all these spaceships. Make a movie about single mothers. That's a good point. Sorry all this CGI rock'em sock'em. Give me Warwick a nice movie Davis. about a single... Warwick Davis wait, wait, wait. is pretty handsome. There's Aaron Brockovich. Do you just want them to make Aaron Brockovich? Yeah. Hey, Hollywood, why don't you make an Aaron Brockovich instead of 10 Thor movies a year? Maybe turn a couple of those Thors into Aaron Brockoviches. How about an extended Aaron brockovich verse that role, includes I'm a Netflix big, series? I'm a big fan of the Brockoverse. Yeah. <laughs> All the characters. Yeah. The mean boss. Sure. Aaron Brockovich. 
I assume her kids. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, and don't forget a love interest. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it wasn't Hugh Grant, but it could have been. <laughs> or was it? I don't know. Well, I was trying to think of who I might know, and the, literally the only name I could come up with in my head was Patton Oswalt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, we know Patton Oswalt, friend of the program, although I think it may be that Patton Oswalt is the person we know best who has never actually agreed to come on the show. Mm-hmm. Has he ever even been on Jordan Jessica? I don't think so. Yeah, maybe he hasn't. Anyway, uh, he's a lovely man, Patton Oswalt, and uh, I thought, well, Patton Oswalt might be there. So in this sea of 2,500 people, I'll just find Patton Oswalt. I immediately got in the security line behind Patton Oswalt. Wow. Uh, so that was that was quite a thrill. Patton was there. He was lovely to me. Uh, 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 you know, introduced himself to my wife for the fourth time. It was a very lovely – we're on – and it's in this auditorium, this monstrous auditorium on the USC campus. I guess maybe because Ryan went there. Or just because there's only so many 3,000 seat theaters <laughs> in Los Angeles. But yeah, like they, they. George Lucas, maybe? Did George Lucas? I know he's. George he's, Lucas also went there, yeah, for maybe sure. Maybe not the, not the Star Wars man anymore, but. Yeah, he definitely went there, for sure. Um, and it was, uh, it was fucking bonkers. Because here's the thing you're milling around in this lobby. And I saw someone else I know, although only professionally, Greta Gerwig. Mm -hmm. So I bothered Greta Gerwig for a second. She was startled. (laughs) Not unreasonable, you know. Oh, you startled Gerwig? (laughs) We've all been there. Yeah. Um, Classic Brooklyn story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You knew you grew up in Brooklyn when you spooked a Gerwig. But there's like thousands. There's like two. There's like a thousand people that I guess, you know, worked on the movie or producers, agents, whatever. And then there's 500 movie stars just milling around, a bunch of John Boyegas just. Mm-hmm. Shaking hands. If they're if it's Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill the entire time, uh, just like enjoying his return to meaningfulness. Yeah, like just <laughs> really sucking the juices out of it and his newfound non-fatness. Yeah. Um, Look, and- I have nothing, and I suck the juices out of that. So I begrudge. <laughs> <laughs> I have so little, and when I get a moment that my, like. To feel like Luke Skywalker at a Star Wars premiere, the the closest I get to that is like uh is like if I knock over the the canister where I keep the dog treats and my dog is like <laughs> God has visited upon us. <laughs> I think if I were Luke Skywalker and Mark Hamill, who's by the way is is very good in the film, mm-hmm. uh, definitely the best Luke Skywalker acting ever. Um, he if. He sort of like when they introduced him before the movie, he sort of he sort of danced and bowed his way on stage mm-hmm. as I'd say semi ironically, but I'm gonna put it at fifteen percent ironically. I um <laughs> I saw a viral vid of John of uh Mark Hamill surprising fans at Star Tours. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, sh- shaky cam phone video, I guess. If uh, you're at Star Tours, who do you want to see? The answer is there's only one fucking answer. Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> That's the star of Star yes, Tours. The voice of the robot that hasn't been there in 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, he would really surprise fans if he showed up there. <laughs> um, and Mark Hamill comes out and he says something like, you know, oh, look at this hive of scum and villainy. 
people fucking lose their shit. People are going crazy. And Mark Hamill's kind of drinking it all in. And then he does that thing where you put your elbow on your hand and you do the applause meter <laughs> right. And, like, you have now broken the fantasy. I wish... I, you know because it was Star Wars fans when he said the high of scum and villainy thing, someone yeah. went, that wasn't your line. <laughs> no, someone else said that. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, Mark Hamill did like what your dad does when he asks who wants to go for ice yeah. cream yep. and like measures the applause. Anyway. Uh, there were... So yeah, I think in within Mark Hamill is just a like cornball. Like you could, he's, you know, in yeah. those movies, he's the greatest you know, warrior in the history of the galaxy, but no, I think the man is just like he's a corn, a goof. nice corn, a nice corn goof. I bet he's never killed anyone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I bet he still has both his hands. He's not. He probably not even a hot blooded murderer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he probably uh, can't do any kind of telepathy magic. <laughs> he was he was really he was really lovely in the film, but it's like it's like movie stars, show business types. The show business <laughs> types are all together, and then the sweetest thing is. There's probably in this 2,500-seat theater, there's probably 200, like, Star Wars – what's the thing called where it's, like, Star Wars Civil War reenactment where, you be, where you're, like, the president oh, of a stormtrooper club? Yeah, the stormtrooper battalions or something yeah, like but that. Then yeah, the, they're, like, local stormtrooper like clubs. rebel guys. Not There was no one dressed like a stormtrooper. But there was all these people well, – the helmets – in their there was yeah, all that's these a people safety in, concern. in their special in their like uh hot rod shirts mm-hmm. but for their Star Wars club and I was going to the bathroom and I just heard this one woman say to her friend she just went I don't know what's going to happen but I know I'm going to cry <laughs> and I was like this fucking lady this is the this is the greatest thing I felt so shitty for only Having generally positive feelings about Star like I yeah. like Star Wars as much as the next guy, it's fun. But like I I felt so bad that I was definitely keeping someone like that out of a seat. Right. Someone who was just like this would mean everything. Yeah. Yeah. She looked like she I would I would come so hard I die. <laughs> <laughs> I could lose a limb from yeah. orgasm. <laughs> sure. I came, I came my arm off. <laughs> uh, we got seats. Uh, I was there with, with my wife, Teresa, and we, we got seats uh, behind Paul F. Tompkins and Janie Haddad. Hold on. Let's talk snacks. Oh, well. On the way in, well, here's some bullshit. I'd like to take this up with Fox or whoever owns Star Wars. Disney. Disney owns mm-hmm. Star Wars now. Uh there were free pails of popcorn, Star Wars commemorative popcorn pails, which was great. Mm-hmm. This is not a real movie theater, though, so this is not fresh popcorn. Mm. Oh, so that's stale my first popcorn. Concern. Smart food. <laughs> I would love to have smart food. If you give me smart food at the movie theater, I'm in. I love smart food. I also love smart food. Fucking really good. It, it, uh, I should not. like. It feels like one of those things that you should eat and be like, no, this isn't food, but it's so delicious. Yes, it's fucking super good. Um, so that was going on. And then there was free pails of soda pop with people passing. The number of people working at this event was awe-inspiring. There's just a person every 18 inches indicating what direction you should walk and, like, what – it was bananas. And uh, so there's these pails of soda pop. Pails of soda pop, they fucking ran out of everything except water and Diet Coke. Mm, the two worst drinks. 
God only knows. I used to mix them though when I was a kid. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Half diet coke, yeah. half water. It's, it's called, called suicide yeah. because after you drink it, you're reminded that you have no reason to live. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I got myself a water, and then I opened up my popcorn container. Guess what I got? A bunch of fucking blackened kernels. Mm. Blackened <laughs> kernels. I had to share my wife's popcorn. I thought you were going to say, like, so I, I opened up my popcorn. Bees! <laughs> <It's also laughs> they got one, one prank popcorn. <laughs> Everyone runs out of the Star Wars premiere ah! because of the bees. <laughs> Uh, sat behind Paul F. Tompkins and mm-hmm. his beautiful wife, Janie Haddad. Uh, so that was nice. Nice to see uh, Paul there. Uh, I like that, that like, the invitation list are like, okay, well, I mean, obviously the stars of the film and then, you know, people from upcoming Disney films we want there to, like, be on the carpet. Greta well. Gerwig, probably going to be nominated for an Oscar this year. Sure, yeah. Some of our favorite people from comedy podcasts, yeah. of and then And then let's try and get in Largo regulars. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get Amy Mann? <laughs> sure, yeah. What's Andy Kindler up to? Who has appeared on CISO programs? <laughs> We just we just feel so prize. bad. We just feel so bad about CISO. <laughs> yeah, so I felt honestly I felt bad for Paul. Mm-hmm. Because let's be frank, Paul is much more talented and successful than me, and I felt that by being in the same area of the theater as him, it demeaned him. Mm-hmm. That like me be sitting next to Paul, I, look, I have my own NPR show. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not crying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But everyone knows Paul Tompkins is the most talented man, and he's an extraordinary success. And for him to have to think about the fact he's only one row in front of me, probably one row behind me is some mailroom asshole from William Morris. You know what I mean? High on mm-hmm. blow, sorting sure. mail like a madman. And then behind him, just a, a bunch of puppets lying slumped. <laughs> <laughs> just no no one working the strength. Yeah, just classic marionettes. <laughs> I felt bad for a Paul. Maybe we could get some Make-A-Wish kids in here to fill this back row. I think they would yeah. really love that. Yeah. Nah. Anyway, the the Star Wars movie itself was mm-hmm. delightful. I loved it. Loved every second of it. Uh, a lot of good laughs in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say if I was going to put my finger on something that I was most impressed by in this Star Wars movie, uh, a lot of great laughs that totally didn't break the tone of the film in the way that those laughs in, in blockbuster movies often do. Like It's like, oh, we're going to throw in a cute joke now. You're like, that's fine. It's not a bad joke. It's just not of a piece with the rest of it. Uh, it was nice to watch an, uh, uh, like a grand, serious Star Wars movie that also had some of the kind of light wryness that's and nice I, about and Star And I know Wars. you're being careful about spoilers, yeah. but I'm kind of reading between the lines here. Right. <laughs> I kind of know what you're getting at. Yeah, Jim Carrey's in it. <laughs> I was going to say Deadpool shows up. <laughs> <laughs> totally consistent with yeah. the world of the film. <laughs> yes. Looks right at the camera says, damn Daniel. <laughs> Uh, and then flies away on a fart. <laughs> um, I, I will say one other quality thing mm-hmm. about uh, Star Wars. And this is something that is not as – I don't think this is the spoiler because it's uh, true of that Star Wars number seven as mm-hmm. well. Uh, I don't know <laughs> whose idea it was to put Adam Driver in the driver's seat, no pun intended – of the Star Wars franchise. But pun accomplished. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, like, I, I'm just an accidental punster, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Um, I've been trying to resist uh, making a joke about calling one of those puppets Mannequin Skywalker for like four minutes. <laughs> so I apologize. It's just uh, innate. I like when. I mean, how did you feel when you heard that Adam Driver, the the goofy whiner of girls' fame, mm-hmm. was going to be the bad guy in the new Star Wars movies? Uh, I I'm a Driver fan. I was, and I feel like I when I heard that casting, I saw the potential. I'm really? Like, yeah, you this saw is it right good. away. Yeah, totally. Because I am also a Driver fan. Mm-hmm. I'm I had no beef with Adam Driver previously, mm-hmm. but I was like. Okay. He's like he's Oscar. Terrific. You say Oscar Isaac's going to be in it. Okay, sure. You know, mm-hmm. I understand Oscar Isaac is a hot-headed flyboy. Sure. Uh, but uh, I was like, like hot-headed flyboy Lewin Davis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the original hot-headed flyboy. Kind of the Han Solo of the 60s New York folk yeah. fiction scene. <laughs> folk fiction. I meant folk, fiction. Folk, folk. fic. Folk fic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I uh, he is in this one. Uh, he's even more essential to this one than he was to the last one, uh, and he's so so fucking good. Yeah, he's he is great. so fucking good. I mean, every there's like Laura Dern is in this. Dern. I just want to know, like, can you imagine a movie where you have so much money and prestige? That you're like, we got to fill the ninth slot on this call sheet. Can we get Benicio Del Toro? (laughs) You know what I mean? I feel like the thing about Driver pre-Star Wars is like – there's a there's a bubbling intensity. There's a there's a a a mania behind the eyes, you know? He's a a handsome charmer, but – you you feel like he would snap your neck and not feel bad about it the next day, right? So yeah, I I I totally see the saw driver as that's how as he a, became a, Darth Vader. Star War, yeah, from Star Wars. <laughs> so the movie the movie was a joy. It'll totally <laughs> deliver on your expectations, and I hope I'm not leading you astray because. Uh, I saw it in a theater full of 2,500 people who were really th- excited to see it, and also the director is my friend. <laughs> the only like... uh, the only premiere I've ever been to. Yeah. I used to work uh, – I used to do goofy red carpet coverage. Um, and when you do those, they you know usually don't let the red carpet press in. You know, right. Usually the people seeing the movie are you know, newspaper people and et cetera, right. uh, not, not – you know, Gossip journalists, which is what I considered myself. Right, sure. You were the Liz Smith of your generation. Yeah, uh, but the movie that they did invite the uh, the, the everybody from the red carpet in was Death Proof. Uh-huh. <laughs> and sure. when I got out of it, I'm like, Death Proof. Everyone's gonna love this. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just spit all over, uh, and I apologize. But I was no. trying to convey my enthusiasm that I had coming out of Death Proof, and now and then it came out, and people were like, we hate Death Proof. I'm like, well, you should have seen it at a premiere where everyone was going nuts and you got free popcorn. Yeah, idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I you jackasses saw it wrong. I can't promise you anything, but mm. I, I certainly I certainly really enjoyed it. And then you kind of the movie ends and you're kind of trying to sneak out of the theater because there's supposed to be dinner. Wait, mm. can you imagine having so much money that you're giving two thousand eight hundred people dinner? After they just experienced the most satisfying experience of yeah. their year. Yeah. Like the fan – the people that were there as fans and not as like celebrity guests, they, I imagine most people left that being like, I don't ever have to eat again. Yeah. <laughs> I have been nourished. Yes. And now to the courtyard for beats. <laughs> yeah. Dun, 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 dun. That's the uh, – Beat March. Oh, can I give one more insider info? Please. Fucking porgs are dope. Yeah. Nice. Porgs, porgs are porgs what? Rule. Uh, 
Anybody bitching about porgs is on my X list. You're getting blocked on Twitter, whatever. You know Them what? This is hilarious. They got little wings and whatnot. Oh, I, I like the look of them. They're very cute and charming. Uh, my friend Mike Dennison has been drawing a porg a day, uh-huh. <laughs> like, but but like all with pun uh, conceits. They're really great. And I what, like, what are some the, of these pork puns? Oh, I knew you were gonna say it. I mean, I'm sure he's done like a pork pie hat or like <laughs> pork bun. Yeah, yeah pork sure, bun. sure. Uh, things like that. they're very they're very charming and funny, and they remind me. I, this is the second time I mentioned her because she's such a goober, but they remind me of my dog. <laughs> <laughs> a porg is very like I imagine they're they're the pugs of space. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I mean, I think it, 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 this ropes back around to our earlier conversation. I mean, what is a porg but an adorable little butt plug? <laughs> That's a good point. That flared bass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you wander, so you're sneaking out of the theater, like, I gotta, I'm going to go get some food to eat, you mm-hmm. know? You're sneaking out of this enormous theater, and you sneak into this kind of in-between space. Because this theater is like, it's just on a college campus, it's like built in the 20s. So it has a kind of combination of incredible grandeur and dilapidatedness. And so you wander out into what amounts to like the emergency exit stairs that you, that you that you go up and sneak into a movie, mm-hmm. you know, as a 14-year-old. Uh, that if you're if you're sneaking over from the premiere of a different giant Hollywood movie. <laughs> But with like a smoke there's, a, there's some kids there's some kids uh, jumping the fence from the post. Yeah, <laughs> you're like in. Uh, you're like quiet. Don't tell him we just saw Molly's game. <laughs> you're in like a a smoky, underlit corridor because there's smoke party smoke machines going, but you don't know that there will be that. And literally, Paul F. Tompkins was standing in front of me as we exited, and he turned around and he said. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) I I have no idea. You kind of went down into this giant room that was set up as a casino, which there's casino theme. There's a casino sequence. Ah, spoilers! And (laughs) books, casinos. Joe Pesci murders a guy with a ballpoint pen. (laughs) Then you get yourself some high quality catering style short ribs, macaroni and cheese, and chopped salad. Hell yeah. Um, but what what is most disconcerting about the entire going into the party feeling is inside the theater where you've been for three hours or whatever. Because there's a whole part where they introduce all the cast members, everybody gets applauded, they talk about what how wonderful Carrie Fisher was, you know, like all these different things before they show the movie. And the movie's not short, and uh, although it feels short because it's a delight, um, but all this shit happens, right? So you've been in this theater for hours. And the whole time you're listening to John Williams' music. Like, from the second you sit down, which when, by the way, they are playing some sort of live video stream from the red carpet with three different hosts in three different places throwing to each other, that I don't know if it was on the internet, but it may have just been done for this screen. So you've had so much, you know, so many fucking fanfares and bum, 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 for hours. And the whole movie is chock-a-block with that shit, just as the other new Star Wars. There's just no break from the grand orchestral themes. And then you just wander down these smoky stairs and all of a sudden it's like walk like an Egyptian is playing. <laughs> Mambo number five on repeat for the whole after party. <laughs> it's like – and it, and the whole room is like Star Wars themed out. Like there's 
it was sponsored by, let's say, a, uh, what we'll describe as a second-tier Japanese automotive brand. Um, and they had several of their cars and trucks uh, built to look like spaceships from okay. Star Wars, like with giant, like, 10-foot-high armatures on them. So they were still, let's, I'll be frank, a Nissan Rogue. Mm-hmm. But also <laughs> Nissan at the Rogue same One. time, yeah, a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very, so totally like themed out and bonkers and lights and stuff. And except for the fact that they're still playing Take On Me <laughs> on the PA. And you get yourself a nice dinner. Couldn't stay that long. But get yourself a nice dinner from the buffet. Mm-hmm. Go check out the Instagram opportunities. Try and decide whether you have enough dignity to do that. Or not do it. I decided against it. Then Paul did it, and he got a lot of likes out of it, and I felt like I missed an opportunity because Paul certainly has more dignity than me. I guess I, uh, uh, I, I guess I uh, could have ended up with a dignity deficit because of the dignity cost of doing that. <laughs> my my wife is always really good about like let's take the picture, and I'm always like reticent. And then I never regret it. Right. I'm, I'm, you never get to cash in those dignity points like at the end of your life <laughs> where it's like, actually, uh, you didn't take any pictures in front of Instagram photo ops. You're the citizen cane of people. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Well, what happens is as long as through the course of your life you never take an opportunity to have your picture taken with C-3PO – at the end of the day, or the, at the end of your life, when life sunsets upon you and you go to the pearly gates, before you meet St. Peter, C-3PO blows you. <laughs> like, have you taken any pictures with me? I'm ready for some no, human. Sir, <laughs> now I know what they mean by human-cyborg relations. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good C-3PO <laughs> show. <laughs> that's the sound of has got a hydraulic. Think, I mean, that's that hydraulic... Noise. That's like the clacking keyboard on an iPhone. You're going to want to turn that off before you start. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want those cyborg blowjob sound effects going. You're like, who even likes these? And hey, can we get R2-D2 in here? The original butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a it was a real uh, it was a real genuine extravaganza. I had a nice talk with a man from the IMAX Corporation. He's the one who pointed out. He's the one who asked me about those space books. Yeah, I know. Which. Now I, I basically have no reason to see the movie now. Thanks a now lot. Now that you know they're space folks. Yeah. But can I tell you something else they got in there? Hmm. Space guns. Oh. I know. Ah, don't do the noises. I was hoping oh, the noises would be a secret. I, I've never seen any movie. <laughs> this was going to be the first movie I ever saw. Yeah, what if the guns were like, boing? <laughs> <laughs> Nissan, Nissan. <laughs> Microsoft Surface. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, those are a little distracting. Wow, I like this almost as much as I like the sidelines of the NFL. My <laughs> other favorite entertainment product. <laughs> I only love Microsoft Surface Entertainment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it, was quite the, it was quite the fucking extravaganza. It made me want to, I guess, be successful... Or well known mm-hmm. or liked, so I could do this in the future again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I've I think, never had those impulses. <laughs> <laughs> I think that with the rate at which they are making Star Wars movies, they're they're probably going to be hard up to fill those auditoriums at some point. Right. So, Johnny. Johnny, me, and Josh yep. <laughs> will probably get once they're making the Wicket solo movie. 
mm-hmm. then we're probably getting invited. Wicked Solo is kind of like the gritty Boston reboot of Star Wars, <laughs> where Han Solo is a janitor at BU. <laughs> <laughs> and he meets a super smart Ewok. <laughs> Um, hey, was... do you like portion bread? <laughs> How do you like? How do you like them portion breads? <laughs> all in all, it was a remarkable evening. The lesson that I took home from it hmm. is that uh, my body is broken, mm-hmm. and I can't stay up past ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no matter. It doesn't matter if you're at the premiere, the million dollar premiere of Star Wars. If you are a thirty six year old man with three children. It gets to be 10.08, and you're just like, I'm going to die now. I have to be home in time for the news. <laughs> I've I been, have to watch the news. I've i got to ha- know what's happening to my car at those car washes. <laughs> I have. <laughs> <laughs> Is any local landscaper ripping off customers? <laughs> I, I've been going. I've had a couple, like, late night. Parties that I've gone to this year. Hell yeah. And I, Hell yeah, yeah, Josh. Hell I've yeah. I've gone to three parties that Woo! start after 10 p.m. Dang. Yeah. And whenever I go, I nap like it's Eminem writing Lose Yourself in 8 Mile. <laughs> like, that's just me preparing to socialize till midnight. It's just like, palms are sweaty, knees weak, <laughs> arms are sleepy. <laughs> Meditation podcast in my ears. <laughs> exactly. There's vomit on his sweater already. Unrelated. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Josh Gondelman, a sledgehammer of a deal. He (laughs) certainly is so. Uh, Jumbotron this week on the program. Computer eyewear is the stylish way to fight eye strain from digital glare. We offer computer glasses in non-prescription and computer readers with clear prescription quality lenses. All phonetic lenses have a special coating that deflects blue light to reduce eye strain and improve focus. Check out phoneticeyewear.com to see over 70 different styles starting at $49. Use code JJGO. Get 10% off your order. Phonetic. Protect your eyes and look good doing it. There we go. Hey, guess what, Jordan? Yes. We're headed to the San Francisco Sketch Fest. We sure are. Comedy Festival. So if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area... We want to see you Friday, January 12th at 10.30 p.m. at the Gateway Theater, formerly the Eureka Theater. $25, uh, 10.30 p.m. Special guests, Andy Richter. And Bionics. Yes, the musical group. Yeah, musical group, Bionics. It's going to be a blast and a half. We've been playing... Uh, the Eureka Theater now for, what, 10 years? A ton of time. I mean, that really speaks to our relationship with the city of San Francisco, our relationship with Sketchfest, that venue, and the lack of growth in our careers. <laughs> yes. That group of things. Stagnant, stagnant, stagnant. stagnant. Stag- Sorry. Uh, <laughs> we're also going to be doing Judge John Hodgman the previous night at the Castro Theater uh, with some really special guests. Another very cool musical guest whose name I cannot use. Oh, boy. Because I'll tell you why I can't use it. It's because she has other obligations in town. She can't promote her name that she's going to be there, but it's just that exciting. Uh, and Saturday. 
Saturday uh, at 1.13 at 8 p.m. I'm going to be a guest on the Obsessed podcast. That's at the Piano Fight main stage. 15 bucks. Uh, Obsessed podcast. And our buddy uh, Matt Belknap will be there, too. Awesome. So you can go to MaximumFun.org and you will find all of those events right there in the sidebar on the right-hand side. Uh, yeah, we'll see you in San Francisco. And we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Should The Rock run for president? How about Oprah? Why was pitch canceled? Does Ryan Murphy ever sleep? Settle a bet for me. Who's hotter, The Thing or Squirrel Girl? How can I take part in the Summer Book Club? For answers to these questions and so much more, come on over to Pop Rocket, a pop culture roundtable show with me, Guy Branham. Winter Mitchell. Margaret Wappler and Karen Thompson. Catch us every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you decide to get your podcasts. I'm not going to judge. It's Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Is that real? Yeah. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Yeah, that was real. Okay. What do you think I'm... I thought you were warming up. Okay. Open pit barbecue sauce. <laughs> porgs, porgs, porgs. <laughs> porgs. Porgs. Gun. Space. Space, 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 space. Gun. Gun, 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 gun. <laughs> hey, I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm... Pink Bismondelman. <laughs> yeah. There Give it is. Time to work it out. It's got those fiber knit Adidas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Named after Adidasler. I just read about them. Did you know that the Puma man and the Adidas man are brothers that hated each other? Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. There's two places in Somerville, Massachusetts. They're brunch places that have identical menus and they're next door to each other. And the second one was opened by a like a furious ex-employee of the first place out of spite. No yeah. way. Yeah, it rules. And they both <laughs> subsist? Yeah. Wow. And people are like very loyal to one or the other. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so awesome. What's on the menu like? Uh, like a scrambled eggs. Yep. Yeah. Just just brunch stuff. Yep. Wow. I mean, it's very good. There are not slight differences. It is the exact same food. Uh, it's there are I probably slight differences by this point. Like I imagine they're the, sure. the menus have diverged bit, over time. But... Yeah, but it's they're very similar. One's and like, more seasonally focused. One's more local food focused. Mm. Both of them entirely fueled by spite. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's so great. Uh, when something happens to you, like. Uh, Let's just say you quit your old job and start a new one that's exactly the same right next door out of spite. Mm -hmm. Uh, Call and share it with us for our segment, Momentous Occasions. The telephone number is 206-984-4FUN, 206-984-4FUN. That's 206, the area code for Seattle, Washington. Here's our first call. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Go. Um, So I recently had a momentous occasion. Uh, my name is Sam. I'm from San Francisco, by the way. Uh, I was seeing a show at Chapel on Valencia. We got there a little bit early and wanted to catch the end of the opener, which turned out to be this like pretty awesome queer punk band. Um, and mind you, the crowd at the end of the show was like maybe 
15 people. And towards the end of the show, the lead singer kind of looks at us, and they're like, okay, I'm going to crowd surf. And, you know, the 15 people kind of look at each other, and we're like, well, I don't think that's a good idea. But they looked really serious and started to get towards the front of the center of the stage. So we all crowd in, and singer jumps, and we catch them, but, like, barely. Like, we're each carrying maybe, like, 15 or 20 pounds. Like, it's a significant amount of weight. Uh, and then we all kind of stand there because, like, we're supporting this person but have nowhere to pass them to. So the group kind of starts, like, marching towards the back of the venue, um, which is not a large venue either. So we, like, get to the back of the venue. There's another moment of confusion. We end up executing, like, a pretty well-orchestrated U-turn, walk them back towards the front of the venue, rotate them feet first, and drop them on the stage. Like, it was crazy crowd carry and i thought you guys would enjoy it yeah all we're right. doing that we're doing that all jordan jesse goes from now on sure yeah <laughs> fucking march us around i would like to have like a like a little uh joystick or something that kind of electrocutes the people carrying me to tell them oh, which yeah. way to turn at what time it's gonna be a little tough like while we're you know, like before people coming into the show, having them attach the electrodes. Right. They're going to have to maybe shave off a little patch of their hair, too. I mean, Ch- Chappelle makes people leave their phones in pouches, so I don't see this being a lot different. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of the Chappelle of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too long. <laughs> sure. <laughs> maybe problematic now. Yeah. Perhaps <laughs> always has been. <laughs> Uh, I will say, going back for just a moment, uh, showing up in time to watch the end of the opener is not early to a concert. Yeah. <laughs> As someone who's been an opener. <laughs> <laughs> I, liked, I also like I liked the idea of, of, of in that moment where they catch, they catch the singer like, hey, we're doing this, and then they don't know what to do next. I like the idea that maybe the singer is just like, can you take me to my car? <laughs> to go a couple blocks. Oh, shit. You know, I'm so... I'm on the other street. I'm on. I'm a street over. I'm sorry. Could you bring me to Albertsons? <laughs> I, <laughs> I need milk. Yeah. De- produce aisle. Take me through the produce aisle and I'll just gr- scoop what I need. <laughs> I don't want cuties. I want satsumas. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I, I definitely, that's a, speaking of, speaking of old man, that's something I've noticed about myself is that when I go to see live music, I, I do not try and get there for the opener anymore i definitely like and you know when i was 16 i was like the first guy in uh and wanted to just see every dumb band that was yeah, you paid for it sure right if i get to watch the b-side players open for <laughs> black alicious i'm gonna watch the b-side players um but now like i feel like if i am going to see live music i i mean my my I pride myself in timing it just right so I don't have to see more things than I want to. Mm-hmm. And if I get there and there's still, like, a band on that's not the one I want to see, I feel like I've failed. If I see, like, that last song of the first band, like, well, fuck, here's some standing around I have to do. Anyway. Uh, what am I going to do between acts? Go get a drink like they intended and I want to do? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I better have eight $12 tequilas. <laughs> I um I've been doing, I'll really enjoy that. My wife and I've been doing this thing where we'll buy tickets to something, you know, t- cheap $12 tickets to a band that we like and then we'll go, "Well, you know, starts at doors at 9, shows at 9:30. We don't really have to show up till 10:30 cuz we'll, we'll miss the opener." And then at 10 when we would be leaving the house, we go, 
well, we're not fucking leaving the house now. <laughs> hey, I, Just go to sleep. Hey, not only do we not have to be there till 1030, we don't have to be there at all. No one's taking attendance. Yeah. We can We've just supported live music already. Sure, yeah. they they got they got our money. That's the important part. We've supported them financially. Oh, so sure, a portion went to goldstar.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and hey, maybe no one will be there to crowd to carry them when they want to crowd surf. But <laughs> nobody shows up to the gig. Yeah, we're sold out. But there's also no one here. Everyone is in their 30s, and they decided they didn't want to come. Do you think that <laughs> yeah. once the lead, the the, uh, the hold steady now just playing to empty arenas? I saw I saw the hold steady two weeks ago, and I got my my oldest friend in comedy, Dan Bulger, and I went, and he I, we got it's the drunkest I've ever been. And he wow, and I really? I was, yes, cool. two weeks ago. I knew I was in trouble because I was holding a gin and tonic, and my friend Dan Bulger said, "Do you want a gin and tonic?" And I said, "I have one," and pointed to my full glass. And he said, Great. "Ah, bees!" Because <laughs> now you'll have two. <laughs> and I was like, "This night is ending badly." <laughs> can I? Can I hear a little bit more about dr- how did that happen? You're going to see a band. Yep. How do you get the drunk, like, including college? You're I didn't drink in college. A, a literate alternative rock oh, band. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, a band where the theme is sad drinking. Yes. <laughs> true. And most of the drinking, songs. And happy drinking. become sad drinking. Sure, yeah. They, it was, uh, so I didn't drink in college. Mm-hmm. I didn't start drinking until I was like 25. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm doing it wrong now <laughs> instead <laughs> of then. And so. We we went out. We met a couple friends for drinks before, but Dan uh, doesn't drink often anymore, and he saves it for a few concerts. And he was out. At, he was in visiting New York, and we and I was uh, not on my A game at saying no to accepting drinks that my friend bought me. Okay. So we had a few drinks before we got there, and then he said, "Well, we'll keep." So it was a lot of those. Well, I, I have a drink, and he goes, "Well, that's no excuse not to have another drink." <laughs> and I was like, "It is." And then he yeah. brought it anyway, and I, my thought was, well, I, I wouldn't want to uh, let this go to waste and preserve my physical health and well-being. <laughs> so I just drank several uh, gins and tonic. Several gins, many tonics. Several gins, many tonics. I have, a, I have kind of a buddy like that. I have a buddy uh, who, um, who uh, is, like a, is a newish dad, and I feel like – I don't know this for sure, but my theory is – he had a conversation with his wife and and she's like, "Well, listen, you're you're a father now. You can't you know, you, you can't stay out on weeknights. I mean, you can't you know, you certainly can't you know, drink on weeknights. I mean, money's tight, it's expensive. And you know, they're backing, you know, you back and forth. Marriage is a compromise, guys. Right. I don't know if you know this. Right. Marriage is a compromise. And I feel like they struck some sort of compromise that says, "Well, you can drink as much as you want when you go to see a band with Jordan. <laughs> because this fret, like this buddy of mine just wants to see all bands that come to town and also wants to get wrecked while we see them. And, uh, and yeah, and it feels like it feels like he's like this is my one chance. I tonight is the night we can do this. Anyway, right. it's like the last night of senior year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're all moving away after yeah. this. We're all going to different colleges. We got to get hammered and go to Six Flags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have to see Rick Springfield on a Tuesday. I guess. Uh, I don't not want to see Rick Springfield. And what else is happening on a and Tuesday? And we got to do shots. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, should we listen to another call? Yeah, why not? Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, guest. Um, this is Shelby from Nebraska calling for a momentous occasion. Uh, I work at Trader Joe's, and uh, I have a family that comes in here every few weeks or every month, 
and they have like three kids all under the age of like seven or eight years old. And they buy like five jars of coconut oil each time they come in. So I finally asked like, hey, you know, what's this for? You know, it's super versatile. What's going on? And the wife <laughs> looks at me and she goes, oh, well, we use it for extracurricular activities, if you know what I mean. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> and the husband goes, like, top of his lungs goes, yeah, it really helps with the friction. <laughs> and I'm, like, beat red, ringing these guys up, and I, like, hurry as fast as possible. And this little girl pops up next to me and goes, yeah, it'll get you pregnant. <laughs> and I'm just, like, in shock, and I'm hurrying up because I can't do this anymore. And so now whenever I see them and all the coconut oil, I get a little nod from the wife, and I think, well, this sucks. <laughs> so anyway, love the guy. I love you guys. Love you show. Uh, punch a blimp. Bye. First of all, we love you, too. Mm-hmm. I, I also love you. <laughs> Good job, Josh. Thank you. Daniel's yeah. on the board. So he also loves you. Danny's that true? Yeah, we're thumbs, thumbs up. Thumbs, thumbs up. up yeah, he loves, yep. he loves her. We all love uh, you, Shelby, from Nebraska. I. This is something I know. Uh... Because you've had sex in Los Angeles. (laughs) Yeah, I. uh, This is uh, this is something that I did not know until I dated a woman who insisted upon it. Wow! It was uh, and it it the first. It just felt so wrong the first time. I'm like, this is food. (laughs) Like, this is food. What is this? An '80s movie's idea of what's sexy? (laughs) Yeah, right. Am I gonna have to rub a cherry on you at some point? And we have to. Rub a cherry on your midsection? Just like brew tea in your belly button and pour whipped cream on it. Is it safe for internal use? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I shoved it up my urethra. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it is silky smooth in there. The the pee just comes right out. (laughs) I'll just say right now, I dated the woman in August, so... <laughs> it was Ansel Algord, actually. Yeah. Doesn't identify. Spokesperson for Anal August. Big, yeah, Ansel Algord for Anal August. I thought you guys would like that a little more than you right. did. Anyway, right. I thought it was fun. It was fun. Um, yeah, no. It, I mean, I think it is something that the that the like natural deodorant set insists upon. Mm-hmm. If you are someone who 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 bathes with uh, Doctor Brahmers and only washes using a crystal, yeah, <laughs> right. Then you're probably also likely to talk an inappropriate amount about sex in front of your young children. <laughs> yeah, it's natural, Josh. Sorry if you're grossed out by it. It makes a lot of sense to use that as you're fucking by the light of a Himalayan salt crystal. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, draped it's... only, draped only in Tibetan prayer flags, <laughs> incense ablaze. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird though that that kid knew enough about sex to know that her parents were having it and that sex got you pregnant, but not enough to know that it wasn't the coconut oil that got you pregnant. Yeah, yeah. It seems like if you are, if you are. If you're being as open about sex as I think these parents are Must being be, with a kid. Certainly. Um, it seems like you correct that. Yeah, <laughs> like, it seems like they just gave them the bees talk. Which sure, got yeah. halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's birds. We'll go into it later. Yeah, well, you don't really need to know about birds. <laughs> Daddy's yet. got an ultimate Frisbee game to get to. <laughs> I mean, I think it would give sex a lovely pungent odor. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I mean, obviously, depending on, depending on what brand of lube you're springing for. Right. Uh, it's already coconut scented. Well, I was going to say the, the lube typically, I think, has has a little bit, I don't, I, the smell is bad. 
Right. So, I mean, I think at the very least you're, you know, you're making your dong smell like a pie. <laughs> I've been using shaved coconut for years. Oh, so yeah, yeah that's really? actually, that's, yeah. It is an, an abrasive. <laughs> I use one of those young Thai coconuts you get at the grocery store in oh, the those, refrigerated those nice. section. Yeah, those are really My nice. problem is my penis is too smooth. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you need something to help with the friction. Yeah, yeah. Old, old dolphin dick gondelman over here. <laughs> It was even there. <laughs> when she said extracurricular activities, did she mean that they use it for fucking strangers? No. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I would think that fucking your spouse would be curriculum. on the curriculum. It's curriculum. Yeah. That's core. That's a, that's a, that's a core subject. Right. Those are one of the, the classes you can't skip. <laughs> right. Sure. You need those, the midterm. You need those credits to graduate. <laughs> And if you do a bad job, you got to do it again in the summer. <laughs> this analogy doesn't hold up. I've forgotten when I'm supposed to ja- masturbate into a cup for my to check my vasectomy. Mm. I realized this as I looked at the two cups they provided me with. Mm-hmm. I think one is at six months, but I don't remember when the other one's supposed to happen. It seems like they should label the cups. I know. Yeah. Sorry, That's man. Um... I, think just, I think just next time you get a chance, fill her up. Yeah. And it would be weird to just open your day planner one day six months from now and see masturbate. <laughs> like, huh. <laughs> they are like uh, – the cups are like – they're like the size of a – I mean like, like the smallest Tupperware. Mm-hmm. But that is an extraordinary – there's no way to ejaculate into that and not have the ejaculate look and feel lonely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess you put some salad dressing in to fill it to the top. Right? <laughs> like a what? Like a raspberry vinaigrette? Yeah. 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 Nice Italian. Nice zesty Italian. Sure. <laughs> okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hey, Helen Hong. Yes, J. Keith Van Stratton? What's the difference between a layover and a stopover? I have no idea. What's the difference between optimal and optimum? I have no idea. What's the difference between an actual conversation and a promo for our new show on Maximum Fun, Go Fact Yourself? Nobody has any idea. Go Fact Yourself, the game show with celebrity contestants, super smart experts, and answers to questions you've never even asked. Listen twice a month on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. And be in the audience for our tapings of Go Fact Yourself in downtown L.A. It's free. Go to GoFactYourPod.com for more info. We're having a very realistic conversation. Yes, we are. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Josh, pink bismuth. Now, Josh, by the time – when are you doing this show in Los Angeles? Is Tuesday the 12th. OK. So the day this is released will be your show in Los Angeles at, at the, the Virgil at Theater. At the Virgil. Mm-hmm. Wonderful place to go see a comedy show. A lovely place. Uh, and then you're headed to San Francisco to do a show at Doc's Lab. I am. It's formerly the Purple Onion. Very excited. A lovely place. Yeah. Uh, if if it's anything like the t- were you on the, the t- <clears throat> were you on the uh, were you there the time we did a prank the Dean show at the Purple Onion 
and they kept running the ice machine. <laughs> I was not, but we didn't uh, have microphones, like and they kept running the ice machine while we were. It's like a meta prank. Yeah, it prank, is a, prank the dean. It's a beautiful. It was a beautiful spot. It's a beautiful spot to do a show. You'll have a great time. I'm sure a lot of San Franciscans are already buying their tickets I'm to very, go see Josh Gondelman. Very excited about. Is it a solo show? You're just doing three hours like Springsteen on Broadway. I am doing three hours, telling stories of my decades long illustrious <laughs> career in the music industry, <laughs> playing a few of my classic tunes. You have a lot of you have a lot of humor, a lot of jokes about um, like uh, Dead Steel Towns, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Uh, and my, although I will say, when my when I drive to New Jersey to visit my parent and my uh, in laws with my wife, we always play Thunder Road as we cross from New Jersey into New York. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to. It's very fun. Uh, but you got you got any other entertainers on this program? I I don't know who the we'll other see. comedians are in San Francisco. We'll see. And then, uh, in, you headed anywhere else? Are you on national tour right I now? I am. I'm going on quite a tour. I've, I've been a few places in the Midwest and the Northeast, but, uh, coming up, I'm in Washington, D.C. at the D.C. Draft House over New Year's. That's hey our now. nation's capital. It is our nation's capital. Do you think I, the president's going to come? I hope not. Yeah. Actually, I kind of <laughs> hope so. Yeah. I think he would enjoy it. I feel like I have one joke about him. I feel like he'd be like, Hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, come on. Hey, give me a chance. Huh? <laughs> no, no way. Uh, it's just me, Donnie from Queens. <laughs> oh. I'm going to Philly, Atlanta, Wilmington, North I, Carolina. I like that characterization of the president. It's like Warner Brothers cartoon <laughs> dumb guy. Yeah. Oh, crackers. Oh. He kind of is just with a different voice. Yeah. Like if he sounded like that, the things he said would track. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? If he was like, like if he nuclear, it's such a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> like if, like if he had like a Mike Huckabee voice. It was Mike Huckabee's voice on Donald Trump's words. Yeah, it would. It would just sound. Like it would more like settle in better. Down mm-hmm. home. Aw shucks. Yeah. Hay in the mouth. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it just. He I mean, has... Huckabee's using all his on pointing out how ungodly homosexuals are. <laughs> It's a little less folksy. Mm. Yeah. All right. So Washington, D.C., New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. What do you got planned for the ball drop? I'm going to uh, I'm gonna tentatively drink a glass of champagne. That sounds nice. And then, yeah, and I'm going to hang out with uh, with my wife. You won't be on stage for the 3-2-1. I don't two, one. think so. Most places have the show end like a little bit before that so and then do can, a champagne toast after. Instead can. of having the comedian awkwardly be like, Remember how I just said kind of glib, insincere things for an hour? Well, hey, let's all have a moment. Silent night. <laughs> if you get a, if you get a chance to see our friend Josh Gondelman, you will you will not be disappointed yes. that you went out to that show. Josh Josh came out to uh, Max Funcon East. And mowed the house down. Oh, I mean, I just, just people were coming up to me like Josh Gondelman is my new favorite human being. Oh, thank you. I wish Josh Gondelman wasn't married. I'm thinking about breaking <laughs> up his marriage. Like the amount of enthusiasm for Josh Gondelman and Max FunCon was off the charts. It was such a wonderful, lovely weekend. I had I had so much fun. Yeah. So get get out there and get your gondol tickets. Thank you. Um, so you can see Josh Gondelman. Josh Gondelman also on uh, Twitter, at Josh Gondelman, mm-hmm. where he will occasionally offer uh, uh, encouragement, Twitter, Twitter pep talks and encouragement, which I is love- a nice feature of Josh Gondelman. Thank you. It's, um, it's yeah, I, I enjoy Twitter, despite most of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> 
despite everything on it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and all my tour dates are on my website, joshgondelman.com, which is, my last name is G-O-N-D-E-L, man. Like Method Man, but less cool. <laughs> <laughs> but with a gondola on the front. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hear that with the new iPhones, you have to get a gondola in order to use regular headphones. <laughs> That's true. Mm, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need it. You and they sell it to you separate. Mm-hmm. That's where they get you on the gondols. They get you, they get you on those gondols, those eye gondols. Yeah, although, from what I've heard, you can just use coconut oil. <laughs> a gondol is like a butt plug for your phone. Yeah, it helps with slide helps it right in friction. <laughs> okay, on the boards this week, Danny Baruella, our producer, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. Uh, you can join us on Reddit at uh, MaximumFun.Reddit.com, on Twitter at Jesse Thorne and at Jordan underscore Morris, where Jordan had the biggest smash hit tweet of his career this week. Oh, my God. Guys, it's a whirlwind. Such a tweet. Oh, my goodness gracious. you got to check out this I feel like it's about- 2008 when a popular tweet meant something. <laughs> It's happy Honda days over there on Jordan's Twitter Don't feed. Don't spoil the tweet for people who haven't read it, Jesse. Um, pretty soon we're going to we're going to have a new best friend, the fat Jewish. <laughs> oh boy. Was the tweet just ah, if you think Donald Trump should be impeached, please retweet. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yes, it was. My least favorite genre of tweet. <laughs> Um, the Constitution is good. Please retweet yeah. and share. You know, it was uh, it was just the words this and thread but not but not over anything. People are like, yes, this, thread. Yeah. When I say this, you uh, say thread. No, guys, it was commander-in-chief, more like commander-in-tweet. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this guy's Twitter thread, but he um, loves to tweet. <laughs> talk about the show at MaximumFun.Reddit.com and in the MaxFun Facebook group. There's also local MaxFun Facebook groups for pretty much no matter where you live. You'll find some nice folks who are getting together for a bowling night or what have you. You know, or maybe uh, maybe the uh, lady to ladies come into town. Yeah, we can't we can't regulate those. So don't don't blame us for what goes on on those. <laughs> I'm not looking at them. That is the sole province of Warren G. Don't. B- <laughs> <laughs> He's only in charge of the one for the Lower East Side of mm, the LBC. Right. He can't believe what's happening in his hometown <laughs> on the maximum fun boards. <laughs> Uh, we'll see you at SF Sketchfest mm-hmm. in January with uh, Andy Richter. Yes. Just booked Bionics. Whoa. Yeah, Bionics are going to be there. Superstar hip hop salsa band. Cool. Yeah, it's going to be dope. It's going to be quite the extravaganza out there in San Francisco uh, that Friday night. Um, and that's it. Okay, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.